another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Jamie Prater. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is your vital essence on all things the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Phil Mitchell. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, on you know, on all the episodes of Trial by Stone, I have my co-host with me, Jamie Prater. Jamie, just want to say thank you so, so much for being on the show. Of course, of course. This is my favorite podcast at the moment, even though I do two other ones. Happy to be here. So, I mean, it's actually been a, uh, an interesting month for all things Dark Crystal as we're, you know, in January and the start of the year. And, and here I am, I'm wearing my Dark Crystal sort of ugly sweater that I got <laughs> for Christmas um, from my wife, um, that and also the Dark Crystal, uh, the, the, the original sort of Marvel um, comic books. There were the adaptions uh, for the film, so which is which those. is really cool. Yeah, 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 totally. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, on this episode, um, I wanted to talk about the the announcement um, that the Henson Company recently did of um, all the the puppeteers um, that were announced for the Dark Crystal um, Age of Resistance, um, which I think was really interesting. It was sort of the announcement really sort of came out of nowhere. And, um, but I mean, it was sort of a good follow-up from, um, in December when Netflix announced, uh, the voice cast and their first look images of the, of the main characters. And now we are now introduced to who's, you know, who'll be the main puppeteers for the dark crystal age of resistance. Totally. Um, I, I, I love that they introduced the puppeteers for me. The puppeteers have always been, the stars of the show. I mean, certainly we're going to be seeing these Gelfling running around doing whatever they're doing. Um, and in some adventure, but the people who bring this, them to life are the heroes in my opinion. I mean, it's so much work that they have to go through. People don't even understand. No, no. And I think, um, it, it was great for them. So I know they posted it on the, um, the dark crystal Facebook page. So if you haven't followed them, they're at facebook.com forward slash dark crystal. And basically the post uh, said, who are the puppeteers behind the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance? At the heart of our upcoming new Netflix series is traditional puppetry. Dozens and dozens of beautiful handcrafted creatures brought to life by talented people. These performers are unseen just out of the camera's frame or or removed with CGI, but they are the heart of Thra. We're proud to introduce our puppeteer cast for the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And so, and, and then, uh, they posted a photo of these, the main puppeteers, uh, which I presume that, um, you know, it's probably much bigger cast than, you know, what they have. Um, but I think the people that were being introduced, are the main, uh, the main players, uh, for the dark crystal age of resistance. And, um, and of course in that post, they listed all the puppeteers names and, um, yeah, no, it was just really cool just to, um, to see, um, see the puppeteers, you know, who are involved with the show, um, you know, to at least give them, you know, where credit's due, not only, you know, 
from the puppeteers, uh, you know, perspective of the show. So it's interesting uh, to see Louise Gold sitting in the middle of this new, essentially puppeteering cast. Um, and it really, it's, I would imagine it's strategic on their end to really um, say, hey, we're building out from what we know. Um, so you have this person there who's been there since, you know, the 70s and the 80s and beyond who's returning back into Thra. I think that that's great. Um, so that's exciting to me. It's exciting that, uh, I mean, I, I, it would have been nice to see more re- returning puppeteers. But whatever those decisions were, it's great to see Louise Gold there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really good to see to see her in the center. Um, yeah, as being, you know, the only... Uh, as as we know, the only I think puppeteer from the Dark Crystal, and um, yeah, has been with the Jim Henson Company for such a very long time. Um, so it's cool that she's you know got this bit of a spotlight in in the middle, and all the other puppeteers are all out you know um, you know support you know getting the support from her, and um, I think you know it's just um, yeah yeah it's just great to you know get get to see and get to know um, the puppeteers. So you know of course we've got. You know, like from Alice Dinian, who's puppeteering Bria, um, Becky and Henderson, uh, who's uh, performing uh, Deet. And uh, one thing about her with Becky is uh, I think she's actually one third of a band, a northern Irish band called uh, Vokzen. And um, and actually she released, um, they actually released a single of um, a song called Crystal Eyes, which is like a a dark crystal inspired, um, kind of song, uh, which was, it was actually released in Halloween last year. Um, and, um, so that, I mean, that, I mean, that was kind of cool that, you know, that she's, you know, a part of, of, you know, puppeteering, you know, one of the main characters. Um, but yeah, and the song is actually out on YouTube. Um, so if anyone wants to, to check that out, I'll put that in the show notes for anyone that's, um, interested. Um, and as well as um, a an article about about it, um, as I'll just I'll just go through it here. Um, you know, the the new track combines feminist film critic Laura Mulvey's theory of the male gaze with inspiration from the film The Dark Crystal. The result, a captivating blend of synth beats, infectious lyrics, and vocals drenched in defiance. Um, this is their second release of 2018. Uh, it pays homage to the past the song while remaining contemporary as ever in Voxen's uh, signature edgy style. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, it was a really interesting, um, music video as well. So uh, yeah, I suggest, you know, for fans, you know, to, to check them out. And, um, I know they're on the social media as well. Um, with that. So yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting discover that, um, that I had with, uh, with Becky Henderson in particular. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then following on, uh, from the list, uh, we've got Neil, uh, Sterenberg, um, who's puppeteering Ryan or Rian. I got to keep saying Rian cause that's how <laughs> the name is pronounced. And, um, so, I mean, they haven't announced, um, who the other puppeteers will puppeteer cause they haven't, you know, announced any other character names and stuff. So we got through the list of Warwick Brownlow Pike, Dave Chapman, uh, Kevin Clash, uh, Damien Farrell, uh, Louise Gold, as we you know talked about her much earlier, um, Helena Smee, Kat Smee, Ollie Taylor, and Victor Yerid. So I was just really happy to see you know this photo 
of all of them. And I think one of the big things that we noticed um, in this uh, picture is uh, the set, of course. Um, and what, you know, behind him is, seems to be a, a very large tree, you know, of, um, that is pink. Um, so which has been real, which was really cool. And, um, I know, I think we, um, and I know, I think Ethan was sort of the one that sort of, you know, who's, you know, one of the big dark crystal fans on, um, on, you know, the fan groups like the crystal shard. And I think he's on several others as well. Um, and, yeah, I think he was the f sort of the first one to sort of pinpoint um, the significance of the tree. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I I didn't know. I haven't read uh, Song of the Dark Crystal yet. That's next. Um, but Ethan was like, right away. And for anyone who doesn't know who Ethan Erska is, they should. If you need an expert of all things Dark Crystal, I mean, he's... Ethan Erska knows things probably more than most people who work for Henson. He knows lore. He knows mythology. He knows characters. Uh, he knows intricate things about why characters are dressed a certain way, what those symbols might mean. He knows everything. He is amazing. He what he is what makes the Dark Crystal fandom what it is. Um, but he right away he was like, "Hey, this tree I think is the same tree that's mentioned in Song." And what was the name of the tree? Yes. Yeah, so the tree. The tree's name is called Vilesti Staba. Um, so that's that's the full name of the tree. But it's it's known as the Sanctuary Tree is what it's uh, referred to in Song of the Dark Crystal. And it wasn't actually till I think the third book, Tides of the Dark Crystal, that the tree um, actually got a name. And, um, and, and and for those who are new, so, uh, you know, to, to the podcast and, and all things Dark Crystal, uh, J.M. Lee, uh, Joe, who... Uh, who wrote these uh, young adult novels that sort of their prequels to the film. Well, that's what they were intended to be, but then now they've been become prequels to the upcoming Netflix series, um, the dark crystal age of resistance. And what's been really um, interesting is, um, you know, that they sort of lead up to the show and um, you know, there's been some clues or little hints here and there that, you know, especially more so in tides um, how the show might, how the books might connect to the events of, of the show, which is really interesting. And, um, and, and in tides, there was a section, um, in the first two books, he had a section and an appendix about the Gulfling clans. Um, but in the third book, he was able to include a, an appendix of the locations of Thra. And that's where he officially named the tree as Vilesti Starba. And, um, and, and for those, and, and, and it, it, in the appendix, it was described as a pink petaled tree growing on the mountains near the Grotten Sanctuary. Its roots are made of glittering stone and penetrate deep into the mountains. And, and I think, you know, I don't want to spoil too much about the tree, you know, for people who are new. Uh, but the tree is, it does play a part in Song of the Dark Crystal. And there is um, significance but uh, behind, you know, with, with the tree itself. Yeah, and I would again recommend if you guys want to know more about um, dark crystal mythology, uh, the mythology of Thra, the Gelfing clans, everything. Pick up those books. They might be young adult novels. I would I would imagine that Tolkien's novels might be considered that as well. They're a little bit more of a heady read, but these novels are as um, dense and full of language and mythology as much as uh, 
the Tolkien books are, um, like the Hobbit books and portions of Lord of the Rings. I cannot stress that enough to you. Like they got a little bit of flack, um, originally. And if some people see the, the term why, uh, young adult and they're like, ah, oh, young adult, these books might be young adult in category, but they're just, I mean, you open the chapter and you start reading and you start finding out these terms and you hear about, and you, uh, read, uh, a character describe the, the, the complexity of the wood that they're in or the forest that they're in and, uh, the roots of a tree or whatever. And it's, it's really, really great. I can't recommend them enough. So, yeah, I mean, and that was sort of the big thing that we noticed, um, about the tree, you know, the, the location. And I think, um, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have confirmations about it, but I think based on the description that we got from the books and, just based on sort of the ideas and stuff that it seems like that this is, <laughs> this is the tree uh, that we're looking for. Um, so no, which is, which is really cool. And, um, and I think, I mean, that was the other thing with this post. Um, what was most interesting is that, um, so this was posted on Facebook on, and Twitter on the dark crystal, um, pages and also the Henson company for Instagram, um, I know Dark Crystal, they don't have an Instagram page um, yet. Um, it's something I would love for, for them to do if they ever, if they ever um, do, because I think they'd be like, they would post so many photos where it's like the making of the film or, or the age of resistance and stuff. Um, so they post on Henson Company Instagram. And um, what was most interesting as well is they actually um, linked people up uh, you know, if you, if I'm, you know, really analyzing this post a lot more, um, like for example, on Facebook, they, they linked to, um, Helena, uh, Helena Smee's, uh, her puppeteering Facebook page and, and on Twitter, they at, uh, the puppeteers who are on Twitter and, and same thing with Instagram. Um, so that, that, like, that was kind of cool, like to be able to, you know, um, to be able also be able to follow the other puppeteers involved with age resistance. Yeah, it's great. I think just to kind of not just give people names, but give them profiles and say, Hey, no, here, these are real people. And, um, again, I, I think it, it was just, it's, a, it was a really good post, um, to balance out the, the voice cast and to say, Hey, yes, these people are voicing this, which is essentially really the easiest part of, of the whole post-production would be the voices. I mean, it's going to take some work for sure. And they're talented people, but really, um, the puppeteers, these people are spending hours and hours and hours underneath floors, their hands up in the air or on the side. Or um, if they're not doing that, they're down below next to those people doing that. And they've got um, radio controls and they're moving eyes, they're moving ears, they're moving wings or whatever they're doing. I mean, it's, it is incredible. Uh, and I've said it, you know, I, I'll always say that. I, I think the, the, the wizardry of puppetry, um, it is a spell almost as much as the movie is, even though like, it's hard for me to, uh, Ethan said the other day, he was like, we we're talking about like, uh, Henson puppeteering Jen and, uh, how realistic it was. And he was like, you know, yeah, you're right. But it's kind of hard for me to not see Jen as just this real thing. And it's the same for me. Like, even though I know all the work that went through with, with Agra, with Kira, with Jen, with everyone, I still, I still see them as very real creatures. And, uh, these are the people who are responsible for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're the ones that are bringing the characters and the creatures to life. 
Um, so, and I mean, you know, the, you know, they, they, fin- they had finished filming back in, I think September or August of last year. And so, yeah, it was just really nice to, to actually get to know, um, some of the puppeteers behind the show. What's interesting again about the photo is aside from the main players, which are the puppeteers, uh, in the middle, yes, the tree is interesting, but how beautiful the set is, how realistic it is. I mean, it is not like, um, this is not, I know it's hard for people to, people have an experience. The only other thing people can even relate to this, what we're about to see is the original film and maybe Yama song. But if you see, and we're, I'm throwing out the name Yama song. I know you've had some people, um, on there, but this is a hundred steps higher than what Yama song Yama song was a lot of blue screen or green screen, a lot of, uh, CGI, uh, like they're, they, they have to digitally remove people. Um, it's not completely realistic. I mean, it's puppetry, but it's a little bit more basic puppetry. Whereas age of resistance are full scale puppets, you know, puppeteer, like, so people's arms are really high up and, um, they're not just these tiny little things that people have wires or sticks moving them around or, you know, kind of moving them in unison on a set that you can kind of walk over, which was what a lot of Yamasong was. These are sets that for us, like, you know, we've seen the photos of Jim Henson and Frank Oz and all of the cast in the, the crystal castle set where they're in the, the chamber of the crystal and, it doesn't look small. It doesn't, they don't, they look, they look small in comparison. That's, um, this is like the caliber of work that these people are doing. Um, I could wax poetic about this type of work. I mean, I've studied this stuff since I was a kid, you know, just kind of pulling apart every little thing about the dark crystal. I mean, you again, you can see behind me all of my books that you have. Um, it's just really, really amazing things. It, it really is. I mean, like, yeah, just like looking at the set, the photo, you know, behind him, it's like, well, you yeah, have, there's a lot of work that went into, um, with building, building the sets and, you know, especially like can imagine, you know, the amount of time they worked on, you know, making that, that tree, for example, um, you know, it's, it's sort of, it, you know, it really seemed like on par with, um, some of the stuff that was done with the Lord of the Rings films, uh, or the Hobbit films, you know, um, for example. So yeah, I, I really love, um, you know, I love seeing that, that tree. And I mean, you know, they could have taken that photo anywhere. Um, <laughs> um, didn't, so I think for them to, to do it, you know, with the tree and I think, you know, probably, you know, maybe we might see more of that nature, um, with the show with age of resistance. Um, you know, the, the fauna and the flora and the fauna, um, aspect. So I think that's going to be, you know, pretty awesome to, to see. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that, uh, What's interesting about Gelflin culture, um, especially as it relates to that tree and certainly the original film, when we're introduced to Jen, he's been living with the mystics and they're these very spiritually in touch, almost like wizards, like, but they're in touch with the ground. They're in touch with the spirit peacemakers, just kind of mystical, you know, that's why they're called mystics, um, creatures and then kira is the other portion of that where she's completely in touch with nature she can commune with them she can speak with them she can touch them and dream fast with them and of course with jen and um i think people are really going to understand how connected gelfland culture is to um 
the rest of the world of Thra. It's going to be interesting, too, because post-Avatar, they also had a very intricate, intimate relationship with nature as well. But, of course, the aesthetic for Avatar is very, very different. You have these very tall, amazingly CGI'd creatures, um, very blue, in a kind of very neon kind of organic world, whereas Thra is very kind of brown and warm hues and uh kind of almost that hippie aesthetic very like mother earth um sense of nature um that uh i don't think people are ready to ready to they're not i, I just i can't stress enough how revolutionary this show is going to be for people and how they're they will have never have seen anything like it except for since 82 yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be really interesting um, just how people are going to react to the show, you know, once once we see the trailer, once the show comes out, um, that, yeah, it's going to be, you know, yeah, completely new to them, even though, you know, it is something that we have seen, you know, in, in the original film, The Dark Crystal, but The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is going to be one and, and beyond um, with that. And, you know, we're getting 10 episodes of 10 hours of Dark Crystal, so... So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that we're getting a lot of storytelling um, with the show than we will with the film. Um, so, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, the story of the Galfling sort of rising against the Skeksis. Um, and, yeah, it's just such an exciting time for the Dark Crystal, as I, as I always say, a lot to look forward to. And, um, yeah, I think it was a good post by the Henson totally. Company. And, um it was cool that, you know, they're able to post this, um, you know, introduction to the puppeteers on, on social media with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, what further, what up, more updates that we'll get from them on social media. So I hope that we'll definitely see more posts, um, from the show. And yeah, it's just, it's just very exciting, very exciting time. It's so exciting. One last thing that I would like to add, um, which and I, I don't know what you think about this, but face, uh, Netflix has this this kind of order of alignment. This is things what, what they do there. For bigger shows, they might release a tiny snippet and then they'll release a trailer with a release date and maybe it'll be three months out. Uh, for Stranger Things Season 3, they release sort of a trailer and a poster, but it's was six months away, which is unprecedented for them. They don't usually do that that far out, but stranger things is almost one of their biggest shows. Um, so it's interesting, like, okay, so with the New York comic con that happened in October, most of all of those, those shows that they were promoting i think i've already except for the umbrella the umbrella the umbrella academy that hasn't been released but that's coming next month i think um the only other one that hasn't been really announced for with a trailer has been age of resistance um so then you have the casting announcement or i'm sorry the voice cast announcements with the photos which is again a little bit unprecedented for netflix they don't really typically they have one announcement and then another and then that's it um, but age of resistance now has two. Um, so I just, I, I, all of this, I'm leading me to kind of try to understand how far away this show could be. So I know initially we were thinking maybe it's going to be October or the fall. I don't think that anymore. I think it's going to be way sooner than that. Um, and 
I think this is the first time where Netflix is like, for instance, they've worked with the Henson company. Obviously, Netflix is footing the bill for this. Um, I don't know if the Henson company has put in any money, maybe a little, I would imagine. Um, so it's just a little bit of uncharted territory. And another kind of case in point is there's two films that were announced. This one called The I.O., which is a, a science fiction film from Netflix, which I saw last night, which is pretty good. You guys, you guys should see it. But they didn't. There was nothing about it until release day. Oh, hey, look, science fiction film. It's out today. Um, and it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's your only. Uh, but then they, 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 then they did it again today with another. I think it's a show or, or or a film. I'm like, oh wow, this looks interesting. But they they dropped the first trailer and they said it's out today, which I thought was interesting. Um, so it's kind of Facebook or sorry, I keep saying Facebook. Netflix has. Um, they they're almost sort of predictable in certain ways, but then they're not. They, and then they just kind of drop things indiscriminately, like or maybe they'll buy a film from another studio that didn't do very well. So I, I, all of this again to say, I'm trying to sort of track, and I've been doing this with Ethan, kind of trying to track behavior and see. Okay, they've announced all of these things with with uh, Age of Resistance, so maybe this show's three months away. It could be sooner. I wouldn't be surprised if they all of a sudden dropped a, a trailer and said it'll be out in two weeks. Um, I don't think they're going to make us wait six months. I don't think, I think, I don't know if it'll be more than three or four months, to be honest. Again, this is just all speculation based off what I've seen, but I think in some ways it's uncharted territory. The show was incredibly expensive for them to produce. Probably one of their, the most expensive shows they've ever produced, um, just by the sheer amount of work and cost. Um, and I mean, I don't, again, I don't know anything, um, of when, what is coming, but I, it, It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, just the the strategy is always it's always random at times, and you know, trying to compare to what they've done in in the past. Uh, you know, with releasing the the shows and stuff, and how much notice that people get, um, that the fans get. You know, to know, hey, this show is coming out this day and date. Um, but yeah, I think it's good that at least um, they're slowly revealing more details about the show. So, you know, who knows, you know, whether we might get a trailer in, you know, they might release things, you know, on a monthly basis. It's like, you know, maybe next month we might, you know, who knows, we could see a trailer or we could see, you know, more photos, get to know the other Gelfling characters or see what the Skeksis or the Mystics look like on the show. Um, that would be so, so awesome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be like, I, I think it's always difficult. I know we've talked about this before, like fan expectation and everyone wants everything now. And we were, we, we live in an age where, you know, whole seasons, 10 episodes are dropped in one false swoop. Hey, you can watch it all in one day if you want to or less. Um, and I think that it's balancing fan expectation with kind of real life business decisions and what, you know, what works and all that. And, um, I, I would hope, I, I wish, I don't know what the plan is, but I wish that uh, Netflix and or Henson together would open up the curtain a little bit more for this because the show is revolutionary. And just kind of bring us along a little bit more and say, hey, this is this is a little bit more of what we're doing. This is how it was done. Um, this is the work that we went into it. Maybe they take a character like Deet, who we've seen, and they just say, let's, let's show you Deet from her conception to her final stage. So they're not showing us anything about the show, but they're saying, hey, this these are drawings. These are first versions of her. These are when they were sculpting her. This is when they were casting her. 
um, in terms of like the the silicone or whatever they used, and just kind of bring us on that journey. And I know again, everything everyone wants everything, but I really think a show like this could benefit um, a little bit of extra care, just to kind of show people the wizardry and the wonder of of, of an operation like this. But we'll see. Yeah, um, you know, definitely. Like with like you know having like behind the scenes, so little featurettes that they can use to to promote the show as well, you know, leading up, you know, weeks or, you know, a month before the show comes out, they can release a video a week um, to really showcase the world. Because, I mean, the thing with Asia Resistance is there's going to be so many people who have never seen a Dark Crystal before and this is going to be their first exposure. So for them to sort of, you know, get reacquainted with who the Gelflings are, who the Skeksis and the Mystics and who's Olgra and, um, you know, what are all these different, um, you know, clans of Gelflings, which is something that, you know, is only in the Dark Crystal books that maybe not everyone has, you know, picked up and read. Um, and the whole mythology aspect to it. So, yeah, I mean, I really hope that that's something that Netflix and the Jim Henson really, you know, push that forward. Um, you know, getting getting the new viewers and also, you know, the, the fans as well, you know, seeing, you know, this whole new world of um the dark crystal so uh, yeah fans yeah. as well like yeah i like i've said before i think we've been the stewards of the movie for a long 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 time so i it'd be great i mean wishful thinking of course what if they let if they flew you and me over there to see a set or something or you know whatever yeah. just kind of open know, the door a little bit yeah open the door a little bit more for the fans who've really stewarded this this film the original film and fandom for many many years because it's burst open wide already i mean look at we have four groups now you know, and they're growing, growing, and growing. So, yeah, and it's just been great. You know, just seeing new fans, you know, coming into the world of the Dark Crystal with the Facebook groups, and and um, yeah, just the interaction that we get and the stories that they tell, and it's um, it, it is very awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just really big props to the Henson Company for doing this post, and I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what's to come in the months to come. You know, for more posts on age of resistance and as always you and i will definitely um do episodes about them and you know analyze everything and um yeah it's 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 always it's always good fun to do stuff like this yeah fantastic yep so i think they'll probably wrap up for this episode of trial by stone with our discussions on um introducing the puppeteers of the dark crystal age of resistance jamie just want to say thank you so much for being back on the show my pleasure sir always You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber! So that's all the time I have for this episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcasts at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can like us at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. On Twitter, we're at darkcrystalpod. Also on Instagram, we are at darkcrystalpodcast. If you like the show and think that others would love it too, then please spread the word about the podcast. And if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook, That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, if you're watching this video on YouTube, 
don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the bell notification button as well to be notified of future content for Trial by Stone. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.